0: Hello, and welcome back to the Wasteland Podcast. This is Lee, Lee Scient, your host, in for another week at the new office. I've survived. It still looks like a uh, prison cell, but I will hopefully by the next time, and if not the next time, definitely the time after that, we'll have uh, some decorations in here. I have a green screen that I'm putting up, but it didn't. I don't want to put holes in the wall And command strips apparently don't attach to cloth. So I have some other plans, but I'm I'm having a great time in the office. And I actually have very exciting news. Uh, Not only the guest we have this week, Mr. Jeff Nichols, but we have or I have exciting uh, weight loss news. So if you're just joining today for the first time, I am uh, losing weight for the uh, millionth time. And in December, I think it was either either December second or third of 2020 uh, that, and I have it in my phone. I just I don't want to try not trying to be professional and not look at my phone. So uh, either December second or third of 2020, I weighed in at 336 pounds. And you may be asking yourself, Lee, are you 10 feet tall? No, I am five foot four. I should not be anywhere near. Uh, 236 pounds. That's way too much. But I was at 336 pounds. It's uh, just how much I weighed. And uh, today is May 1st, actually. Uh, I am recording this a couple days early um, or earlier than I normally do because on Sunday, May 2nd, uh, it is a combination of my second vaccination shot and my mother's birthday. Happy birthday, Mom. And I wanted to make sure on Monday that, uh, which is when I normally record this, that if I was feeling a little bit sicky, icky, that I, uh, I could still have an episode out for you. So, um, that's why I'm recording this on May 1st, but I weigh in every Tuesday. So I weighed in on April 27th. And if you remember from last week, I was at 69, uh, point two pounds down so that's pretty good but I am uh I, I I was hoping that I would cross the 70 pound uh plateau and I regret to inform you that I totally did haha <laughs> I tricked you um I did I lost a lot of weight last week I lost four point either six or not good God dang and I am gonna look at my phone I'm sorry. Um, I lost 4.4 pounds, so I am down 73.6 pounds. I don't. I honestly don't know why I lost so much weight last week. Um, and this week I probably won't. Um, and I'll tell you why in a second. But I, um, I've been really good. Or uh, last week, I guess I was really good on my on my eating, um, working out. I still honestly. I do two kettlebell workouts a week and two walks. That's really it. I it's not anything that strenuous, um, but I am being very good on my diet. Not really having too much dessert ever. At most, I usually have um, uh, outshine sugar-free or no, uh, not sorry, not sugar-free, no sugar added popsicle for twenty-five calories. Um, but uh, this week, I still think I'll lose weight because I've been pretty good. But I did have a little bit of an oopsie daisy. I, um, it's not even an oopsie day. I still counted my calories, but I had more than I probably should have. On Tuesdays, when I weigh in, I have, uh, give myself a few extra calories. Um, and my mom had wanted wings and wings are one of my favorite foods and shout out to wings over Worcester. Uh, delicious. I was, I was going to go to Wingstop. Uh, but my mom said she had heard about this place, and it was amazing. And I did. I, I had a salad still, and I counted my calories, but uh, just it was fried wings, and there's blue cheese, and I had a couple french fries. Not not my own order. I had a couple. I swear to gosh. Um, uh, but i I had eight wings, and then the next day, because I had leftovers, I had eight wings again. So it was two days in a row where it really should only be one day and that was my fault. Um but it it happens. And I I've been really good the last uh 2 days on my on my eating and I'm going to continue to be good uh tonight, tomorrow and Monday. So hopefully I'll still lose a couple pounds. I should I should, I'm very close to uh to uh to where I was. It's it's tough when you um when you see the scale go up, it went up like two pounds after my wings. And I know, I know in my heart and my head, no, I'll put it this way I know in my head that I didn't gain two pounds from having eight wings uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, but I do know that it was more than I normally eat. And I probably shouldn't have had any french fries. Um, and I should probably get, you know, baked wings instead of fried wings, um, because I know I don't want to fall into the same habits that I did when I gained weight every other time, so even though I'm not happy that I had wings, and like I said, I I, I still count on my calories, they, uh, I think wings over is actually a, uh, I don't know if it's a national chain, but I think it is a chain and they, like, they, they, my, they, they, mine is called Worcester, um, because that's where I, uh, live close to. But, uh, they list their calories, and I still counted everything. And I didn't have, oh, I did, okay, so that, I, I was about to say I didn't have dessert. Wednesday, I didn't have dessert. Tuesday, I think the reason why it said I gained a little bit of weight, and it's not even that bad of a dessert, I had popcorners. They're like, if you ever have flown JetBlue, they're like little puffed. I think that's rice uh, chips. They're not fried, I don't think. Um, but I got the kettle corn version. Oh, they're so good because I don't really have any sweets. They were so good. Um, so I had a, I had like two servings of that with the everything. So I went a little bit overboard on Tuesday, and I have to. Um, it's like the. Uh, w- which one was that? Was it? Um, it was a. It was a Iron Man movie. I'm pretty sure. I think it was number three where they were giving everybody the, uh, the drug to make them like superhuman and like regenerate or whatever. And the guy said, you have to regulate. Um, I have to learn to regulate and, um, and make sure that I, I like I said, I don't fall into those same traps because I don't, I don't want to gain the weight back. Um, but I also know that I'm, I, uh, I'm going to make mistakes I, i'm addicted to food and i love food and that's why the specifically why i don't really have a cheat day i know i mean i did, I, I just told you i had wings but i need i i want to clarify in a way um when i think of the word cheat day i think it's like calories don't count eat like i used to eat uh candy bars ice cream McDonald's I still counted the calories. I still limited myself. I was under 2,000 for the day and, um, or maybe right at 2,000 and it was, it was sort of, I mean, some people call it an earned meal. I, I mean, I had a great week. I lost four and a half pounds, um, but I, I just give myself a little bit of leeway. It's a leeway meal. Um, and we'll see what happens. Hopefully uh, on next week's episode, I'll, I'll have lost a pound or two. Hopefully maybe even a little bit more. We'll see. Um, and and it, it's a journey. I'm I, Like I've said uh, on all the other podcasts, my goal. So right now I'm at 73.4. Is that, I'm sorry, I'm looking at my phone again. Yep, so no, 73.6. So that's even better. So I'm at 73.6 pounds down total which is amazing I'm I'm very happy with that but I'm getting close to I I don't know the exact number but I know in the past I've never hit 100 pounds down and I should have it's always around 80 or 90 pounds is where I hit plateaus and stop and that's not going to happen this time so my my goal is by my birthday in late July to hit a hundred pounds down which is if if i'm down seventy three point six that means i'm what twenty six point four pounds away in may june two and a half months um it's gonna be close i i i definitely i can't let the wing thing happen and it's gonna be it's i um it's going to be an interesting uh month this month in May of 2021 because I have a business trip to Denver coming up uh May 10th to the 17th don't worry you'll have an episode i promise um but i um i i usually traveling for me is one of the worst times for me eating wise i always I love bringing snacks. I love I love everything about it. I love going and before the flight and getting snacks to either bring for the plane or for the hotel room because there's nothing better than snacks in a hotel room. I love ordering delivery to a hotel room. Oh my god. I so, so I I eat in every hotel bed that I have. But even though I normally I do and I think I have a king bed this time, baller in a holiday Inn. um But uh, sometimes I actually like the two queen beds because then I have a food bed and a sleeping bed. Because when you only have one bed, sometimes crumbs get in the bed and that's an upsetting. I hate, for someone who's eaten in beds way too much, I used to eat like all the time in bed when I was single. I mean, I still am single. But when I lived alone and had like a TV in my room, I would just lay in bed, put a towel down, get some food. Ooh happiness um but (laughs) there's nothing more upsetting about being in a bed with crumbs and so some i I like having sometimes to have the two beds but this time i'm going for business i will probably be having it's another honestly it's another one of the benefits of um eating one meal a day on it, it really it it uh as long as i can stick to it and i have been for five months um it's it's nice because i i it just takes the 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 um not really the temptation but kind of temptation out of it and i'll what i mean by that is i when i when i can have lunch and dinner i i just make like you like you just heard i had wings two nights in a row i make bad choices So the fact that I can only have one meal a day, like, okay, just for an example, I, uh, there's two things I'm looking, or I want to eat in Denver and I can't have both. So I'm going to have to make a decision. And I think I know which way I'm going already. But, um, I was talking with some friends the other night and, uh, I brought up Culver's, which I think is honestly the best fast food place out there. Uh, they make it to order, Delicious! They have custard. It's a home run, and i I've experienced it when I was in Milwaukee this summer, and I found out they have it in Denver, and so I was I was oh I was gonna get this and this and everything I used to get, but I I fly in on a Monday, and that's my light night because of uh, my weigh in on Tuesday, so I'm gonna have to fly with a scale. That's funny. Um, <laughs> so I'm definitely bringing my scale. And I, so I can't have anything Monday night, Tuesday night. I can have something to eat, but then the rest of the week I have to be careful because I'm probably going to be eating in mostly restaurants and eating in restaurants can be a dangerous thing. It can be a bad, uh, scenario. They, you're not really sure what they're putting into it, if the servings are right. So I actually might even just go to a grocery store and the problem is I'm going to be working with somebody. So um, I'm gonna have to go out sometimes, but I'll have to make good choices. But the second thing I wanna eat in Denver is they have something called green chili, and it's not like bean chili, but it's like sort of like a mix between a sauce and a soup. Oh my god, just amazing i went I've been to Denver once and I had it, and it was delicioso. it's spicy. they put it on burgers, they put it on eggs they put it. They'd put it on anything. they put it on my thumb and I'd eat it. Uh, and I think, so what I'm learning to do with this eating plan is, that I'm on is to, I think I've said it multiple times, is sort of uh, budget my calories. So I have really one Tuesday night is the one time I get to have a little bit more calories. And as much as I like Culver's, a burger is a burger, and custard, I mean, the when I first, I didn't, I, I come from the East Coast, I, I had no idea what custard was, and the way it was described to me was it was ice cream with more fat, so I don't even really want to know. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Um, I want to see if, they can, if I can find what cold, what the calories of what I used to have was. That's going to be depressing. So I used to have something called a cement mixer. Um, okay, so they have a nutrition grid. Let's see if I can, I'm sure I can. Concrete mixers, here it is. Okay, so I had, and I put two things in it. Let's see if I can even figure it out or how this works here. Um, okay, so yeah, they, it's going to be even less. So I got a large concrete mixer, and I put Snickers and Reese's in it usually. And they only have one, um, yeah, wow, that is upsetting, it is 1,440 calories, and that's just, that's a large one, so the, sometimes I get a regular, and that's 980 calories, but I would also put Snickers in it, and so that's Reese's, let's see if Snick what Snickers says, um, because I definitely had Snickers, um, why well, don't I see Snickers? They might not have it here. Okay, yeah, they don't have how. Much. So just imagine if it's between a thousand and fifteen hundred calories. Oh, here's toppings. Here we go. Snickers, where are you, Snickers? You sons of bitches. Um. Oh, oh, here we go. They have it as a hundred and thirty calories, but I would imagine for different size things. It could probably be more. So it was between 1,100 and 1,600 calories. And believe you me, um, I was having a double cheeseburgers and french fries and spicy chicken sandwiches. So ugh, I could just taste it. As much as I do enjoy uh, Culver's, I don't think I'm going to be able to go. Let me just see here how much it would be with a small, which is gonna be very upsetting for me to order a mini is 510 and a right yeah uh, yeah so a short is 790 it really just isn't worth it i could eat like i okay so here's one of my favorite desserts now that i go with and i'll probably just bring some is rice cakes Caramel rice cakes and apple cinnamon rice cakes. Chocolate rice cakes kind of have... I like them, but they kind of have a weird aftertaste. An entire bag of 14 rice cakes, which you, I mean I could eat but won't eat. 14 rice cakes is 700 calories. So I could eat an entire bag of rice cakes for less calories than a regular... Uh, huh, than a regular cement mixer. A concrete mixer, Sorry. Um, so that, that is, uh, unfortunately going to have to be in the past because wow, that is upsetting when you, when you're not looking at calories, it's just, it really does surprise me, even though it doesn't, I knew intellectually that it wasn't good for me to have that. I'm not saying I thought it was healthy, but I had no idea that it was The amount of calories I have in a day now, 1,500 calories in the dessert. And I had two other meals. I had two full meals outside of that. So, it's no wonder I got to 336 pounds, is it? But now I'm down to 262.4. Very exciting. And, oh, no, 262.6 or .4. Let me be honest with you guys. 262.4. I'll even show you here. Let me see. just pull up my camera so I can see where I'm showing you. Can you see that? This is my Patreon where I put it, where I follow it. I think you can see it. Um, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. Believe me. Um I, I, Why would I lie? Why would I say I'm 262.4 if I wasn't? Uh That's an embarrassing thing to be. But that's where I'm at. And thank you all very much for the support and for following me. Thank you very much to our sponsor, Manscaped. Go to Manscaped.com and get 20% off with free shipping with code SYATT, S-Y-A-T-T, at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com using code SYATT. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And they make uh, products... For your to keep your family jewels nice and pretty and smelling good. So go to manscaped.com, check it out. And if you want to buy anything, use the code word SYAT, S-Y-A-T-T, and you'll get 20% off with free shipping. Now, on to our esteemed guest for the week. I am um, very honored to introduce you to Jeff Nichols. His, uh, it's J E F F Nichols, not like the money, but like the last name N I C H O L S. Jeff was on The Biggest Loser season 14, which I believe he said was in 2014. Yep, 2013, 2014. So it was about seven or eight years ago. And, um, Jeff came in second, and he lost by just 1 pound which is must have been heartbreaking because you you get uh, apparently you get a quarter of a million dollars when you win biggest loser um but we talk a lot about the show about him before biggest loser why he went on and uh what he feels about the show how he feels about it now and he has mixed feelings about it and which is very understandable. It's um, I I purposely didn't watch the show because it I it would shine a light just on myself that I probably should be doing uh losing weight. Um, there's uh people have mixed emotions about The Biggest Loser. A lot of the contestants end up gaining weight back, and Jeff is very open about it. We talk about it. He's gained uh he's gained some of it back, not all of it, but he says he's gained uh, I think, like, 75% of it back, but he's, he's recently been, um, been losing weight again, and I, I, I put people on, I told you already, uh, that there's a a listener call, which I will be uh, releasing maybe next week, with, uh, a a woman named Kristen, I believe, I don't have that in front of me, but I have, uh, my, that's what my memory says, so if I'm, Remembering that incorrectly, I apologize, but I'm almost positive that uh, your name, She, when she reached out, she reached out for the same reason, that she had gained some weight back after losing a lot of weight, and some people might not agree with me putting, uh, putting that on, uh, on the show. It's supposed to be a show about losing weight, but... The the reason why I, I will always put people on, no matter if they've even, if they haven't, I want to talk to people who haven't started losing weight, who know they need to. Um, so e- if you want to be on, email me, waistlinepodcast at gmail.com. But the reason, the specific reason why I am putting Jeff on and why I put Kristen on, or I'm going to put Kristen on, is everyone who's lost weight has has gained it back so i i really hope you guys will be kind and understanding with jeff because every single one of us whether whether you're big or not has gained weight back no no one it, it's it, everyone can relate to to gaining to gaining weight and has nothing to do with who he is as a person and it's a struggle that i've been through many i like i'm currently wearing my old fat pants after the uh during the uh whatever it's called pandemic i gained more weight before i started and even before then these these fat pants which were four inches bigger than uh where i when i the last time i lost weight eventually became skinny jeans and I couldn't fit I literally couldn't fit into them but now I'm I'm almost out of them I'm almost back into my my skinnier jeans and I really do hope that we as a group I really I really have a lot of faith in you that you will listen to what Jeff has to say and understand that no one is perfect and understand that uh when you when you have an issue with food that just because you lose weight doesn't mean that that issue is going away unfortunately uh losing weight doesn't uh fix any mental uh issues you have with food and jeff is just like you and me you and i no you and me i was right um <laughs> jeff is 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 a normal person so just because he was on a television show, doesn't mean he gets held to higher standards. He is a, a great person. Very, he worked very hard on the show, and he's working very hard right now to get um, to get back down to a, a a lower weight. But I'm doing this because we're all Jeff we are all uh we all make uh wrong turns and we all get either gain weight back or maybe you're listening and you don't have a weight issue. So maybe who knows, maybe you've started smoking again, maybe you've started drinking again. Maybe you play too many too many video games. Whatever it is, it's easy to throw stones and to uh to judge other people. And it takes a lot more kindness and work to understand that everyone goes through things so i am honored to introduce you to jeff nichols and introduce you to someone who has worked out and been through more weight loss wise than i will ever i would never i would never survive the biggest loser much less make it to the final uh two and 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 lose over a hundred pounds, and he—he's uh, an inspiration to me. He's a very a great person, and I think you're really going to enjoy this episode, though. So, thank you very much to Jeff Nichols for coming on, and please enjoy this week's episode of the Waistline Podcast. <laughs> I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, you reached out because so um, you were on The Biggest Loser. Like, I think, 76, seven years ago? Is that right?
1: Yeah, uh, 2012 and 2013.
0: Oh, so even longer than that, close to eight years ago. Okay. Um, So, and you were 25 at the time.
1: Yeah, 24, turned 25 while I was still living
0: in the house. Wow. So, I, I was obviously aware of the show, but I think maybe because I was big, it wasn't my favorite show. I didn't really watch much of it, um. And I I do have some questions later on, but I I do I come from the, um, oh, that's weird. Hold on. Hello. Are you hearing a uh, clicking noise? No, I don't hear anything extra. Okay. Okay. Well, let's see. I'll start over. Um, I I I come from. Um, before I started podcasting, I I came from the editing of reality TV shows. So I, I have some questions about that. But um I it sort of scared me a little bit just like to see like I I just didn't want to be I don't know, I guess I was in denial of being big. I don't want I don't want to see that and and see and, and imagine myself going through it. it. It it looked awful. And I also I know that there are some there are people with negative views of the show for a few reasons, and we can, we can even talk about that. But uh, to start with you, how, were you big your whole life how, or, or or did it happen later on, or how, how did that happen?
1: Yeah. So I was, uh, I was like really small as a kid up until I was like seven or eight. And I had like a lot of health problems, like a lot of asthma, a lot of allergies. And I was always like in and out of the hospital. And so to help, I guess, like help me grow out of it or help get me better. A lot of the medications that I was taking, like had steroids in them. Right. So, Oh yeah. yeah. So that helped beef me up. So by the time I was like 10 or 11, I was like a hefty boy, you know, and I was always, on the bigger side of things. And as life went on, you know, things get worse. And I think in a previous episode at some point you had talked about like things didn't really spiral or get crazy until like you had a car and your own means things. Right. So that's where it takes off. And then you go to college and it gets worse and then just sedentary lifestyle becomes sedentary lifestyle because I was active in elementary, middle school, high school, even played sports, things like that. But I was just always the bigger guy. But then once you get out of having daily activity
0: and routine like that, you know, it starts to get crazy. It does. And it, it, um, do you ever look back at pictures of when you were like a young kid and you're like, when I was 12, I looked at myself then the way I look at myself at my biggest. I just, I thought I was huge. Dude, I, I, so I, much. Oh, and, and, and looking back, you're like, oh God, I wish I was that weight. I was skinny as fuck back then. I mean, even even
1: more so, I don't even do that, like, with 12-year-old me. I do that with, like, 28-year-old me, 29-year-old me. I'm 33 right now. So I do that, like, the, the mental image you have of yourself uh, after coming off of a show like that, where, like, everyone watched you lose every pound you lost. Right. And you, people hold you to some different standard, like, you know, the whole body dysmorphia thing, it's, it's real and it's like, it's real even when you, you know, you look good and you're telling yourself, oh, you know, I, I look overweight. I need to do this. I need to do that. But like 28 year old me, I remember at one point I was like, oh, I've gained so much weight and I gained like 30 pounds or something like that. And I was like, oh, now I look back and I'm like, I wish I was that guy, you know? I know.
0: problem. <laughs> And, and and we'll 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 get to all that. It's um sure. yeah. oh no 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 you're you're fine. Um, the body dysmorphia thing is an interesting topic because I've been doing a lot of of talks with with listeners, um, and it's really reinforcing to me that that the mental aspect of, of the of weight gain and weight loss is really almost all of it, and um we We talked about losing and gaining weight a hundred times, and even every time I've done it, I just sort of get complacent, I guess, and you start slipping a little bit. you, you know, okay, maybe I can go to fast food now or what I, the, my my biggest example is I used to have this is why I don't really do cheat days anymore is I used to have a cheat day. first, it was a cheat meal, and then it was a cheat day. And then my cheat day was Saturday, and I figured out in my head like, because I always stay up late. I figured out that if I stayed up past midnight, it's Saturday. I'm not. I'm not cheating. It's it is Saturday, um, but then it also continued until after midnight on Sunday because oh, you know, it's still Saturday. I'm up. Um, so it, it it went from a meal to probably close to like 30 hours, and yeah. and 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 it it's just. A slippery slope because gaining weight is so much easier than losing weight, but it's still, it's still a slower process. You gain a couple pounds here, a couple pounds there. A shirt's a little tighter. Ah, who cares? But then you look back, and suddenly it's fifty, sixty, 100 yeah. in a hundred pounds in, a, in a very quickly. And um, so you you said you started getting bigger, um. And then when, at your heaviest, what were you at?
1: My heaviest, I think, was when I went on the show, which I, uh, like, 390, I think it was. So wow. somewhere hovering between the range of, like, 394 bells, I'm sure. You know, there was a little fluctuation in there.
0: Okay. And what? what is the, I mean, I, I don't know if it's really an audition, but maybe it is. What is the process for getting on the show? Do they put it out there? We're looking for 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 big people or 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 how did that happen?
1: Yeah. So they when the show was like, you know, in its prime and it was running regularly, they would do casting calls like they do for you know, like Bachelor, or Bachelorette. You know, they'll put the the kind of the the baseline of what you need out there. So I think for Biggest Loser, it was always like they would tell you kind of what season they're casting, whether it's like partners, families and couples, whatever it is. But it was like, in my case, it was looking for individuals who have anywhere from 50 to a hundred plus pounds to lose is like what it is, but you know, it's them that's casting. because It's on like their Twitter, like the casting team's Twitter and things like that. So, you know, what show they're casting for.
0: Right. And I don't know about you, but I've had a bunch of people even before I was on a podcast Uh, tell me i need to lose weight offer to help me my parents and sometimes i tried and sometimes i was like fuck you i don't i'm an adult i'm gonna eat what i want to eat what what about the show like why did you decide to audition why why why, what why would you put yourself through that
1: yeah so uh interesting uh kind of like background to that so i similarly had people who were like You need to get it in line. You need to get this under control. Like we're here to help. Always had like resources from a family perspective, always had a supportive family. My sister had mentioned like several times she's slightly overweight, not, not in the grand scheme of things, but I think she's slightly overweight. She would consider herself slightly overweight and I think one of the things she would constantly mention is like, we should do our own version of the Biggest Loser or like, hey, we should try out for Biggest Loser. And I was always like, no, 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 I'm not a guy who needs to be the center of attention. I don't like that type of stuff unless it's like for work, you know, I'm okay. And then so I was working uh, in a similar type of industry back in 2010, 2011, and I was working from home a lot. And like to pass the time, I would just like let something play in the background, was watching something on Hulu. And the next thing that just auto-played was an episode of The Biggest Loser. And it was like episode one of that current season. So it just played. I kind of watched it. It was the very first time I'd ever watched it. And this one guy I identified with, he was from like my same state, like from like 30 minutes from where I went to college reminded me somewhat about myself similar age and then he went on to win the entire thing you know and like the live finale was like a couple days after I saw this first episode and like so I binge watched it and I was like this guy won I see a lot of myself in him if he can do this there's no reason that I can't do this and it seems like the vehicle to maybe make that change or Make that happen for me because I felt like I was always the type I needed. I was going to need to take myself out of my environment and almost like have to be some type of like boot camp mentality to start. At least I was going to need something to start that piece of discipline and that piece of mindset for me because
0: I obviously was struggling to do it myself. Interesting. And wow. Cause I, I, I just see those, the, like the amount of working out that that you guys did on the show, and it's. I hate working out, man. I mean, there's a reason why I got to be 336 pounds. I, and I'm five four on a good day. I'm probably five three and a half, um, but I say five four. Uh, um, I, I hate it. I, I've never enjoyed it. I. Um, the, the only th- kind of thing I like is kettlebells. And I, and honestly, what I liked was the, was the class that I was doing. It wasn't the actual working out. When you auditioned, did any part of you be like, God, why did I do this? What did I get myself into?
1: No, because for me, like during the actual time of audition, <sighs> what I did was... Um, you know, I told my sister I'm like, "Hey, they're having casting calls you've always talked about it. Let's go do it." So, even though I knew they were casting individuals and they weren't casting like partners or families or anything, it was kind of like I I asked her to do it so that way I wouldn't like feel alone in the process, you know? But I and I kind of kept it to myself. I didn't like involve like friends or anyone else. I didn't tell anyone I was doing this cuz At that point, it's like almost kind of embarrassing, you know, you know, to be like, I'm going to do this thing because I'm recognizing that, like, I need to do something. So for some reason, I felt that that was like an embarrassing thing. So I didn't tell anyone, I didn't involve anyone. And I kind of used it as like a a challenge in a sense of like how well I've always done sales, sales has always been my thing. So I'm like, how well can I sell myself to these people? You know, can I do this? Can I achieve this? So at no point did I look at it as like a, what am I doing? Or what have I gotten myself into? Um, Maybe until like, I was actually like there,
0: you know? Okay. How many, how many levels of auditions did you go through? There's a, um, like a
1: wait in line type of odd, like casting call, you know, just a bunch of people in line. Um, Then there is, if you get a call back, you come to like wherever they were, wherever you did the casting call, to do like a video interview where they'll ask you a bunch of questions, kind of get your profile, and then from there they ask you to do a home like audition tape. Still, um, and so some people who don't go to the casting calls only do the home tape. So then I had to do a home tape, which at that point I had kind of had to like involve like friends and family, and was like, hey, this is what I'm doing, but it's only my closest friends and family. And then from there. They fly you out to LA for potentially an undetermined amount of time, but they told us this time it was two weeks and it's a really brutal process. Uh, They bring you out. You're, You're locked in your hotel room. Like you don't even get a key to your own hotel room. They have to come get you to do anything and everything. You're not allowed to speak to anyone that you're with other than like the, um, you know, the production assistants. You're not allowed to speak to anyone but them. uh, If you need anything, no building relationships with any potential contestants, no, hey, hi, how you doing? Where are you from? Nothing. Um, It's like a battery of psychological evaluations, medical evaluations. Uh, They kind of put you in the hot seat with like executive producers to see how you'll react to people kind of, you know, poking and prodding you and being kind of mean and rude to you. Um, And then- after all that's done, uh, they send you home and they're like, maybe you'll get a call. Maybe you won't. And then they call you and then they're like, Hey, we're going to send a camera crew to your hometown to do some stuff. And at this point you, you start to think like, okay, they're investing a lot of money and time. So I probably made it, but they still haven't told you if you made it or not. So they send a camera crew, basically parade you around your hometown to like, maybe some of your favorite places. So super uncomfortable to like go to places in my small super small hometown that i'm from like everyone knows everyone so i'm like at the local like bar and grill eating with like tv cameras and people are like what is he doing
0: which must yeah. be hard as a big guy anyways usually you oh, don't want anyone god. looking at you you're like get out of here man and like and they have lights like can you eat that bite again like leave me alone yes
1: exactly the can you eat that bite again thing oh my god so awkward so uncomfortable and then, um, you know, they involve some of your friends and like, you know, get footage, you and your friends interacting, whatever. And then at that point, they send you an email and they're like, we need you to come back to LA and we need you to pack for potentially being gone for, you know, three months. But you might not need to do that, but still get all your affairs and take care of everything as if you might need to do that. And this is routine and like tr- traditional, they will do that. And there will be people who will set that up for themselves and not make the show. So like I went, I had to like tell my boss at my job at the time, like, hey, I might need to quit. I might not. And he was super cool. I told him everything. And you know, he's like once in a lifetime opportunity, run with it, see what happens for you, and we'll figure it out. You know, so great. Oh, that's
0: cool. I was going to ask because I mean were you living with your parents still? Were you in an apartment or or how? Like, I can't imagine just leaving my apartment for three months. Yeah. So
1: I had just moved back from Chicago, like two months before I got into this process. So I was staying with my mom. And especially once I got involved in this process, I was like, I don't want to move. I don't want to get any things. I don't know what that's going to look like. Like I even had like, you know, car pay, like people were making my car payments, my cell phone payments. People were taking care of that while I was gone, but I wanted as little, you know, obligation to other things until I knew what was going to happen with this. And, you know, my like I said, my boss was cool. He was like, once in a lifetime opportunity, we'll figure it out. So I went back, packed all my things to literally be gone for like six months Said or three months, said my goodbyes, said everything. And uh, I, I ended up making the show and like, that's it. You don't go back home until you're eliminated.
0: Wow. And, and were they uh, paying you at all during the thing? Okay. So yeah. you actually do get paid. Okay.
1: You get paid. It's very little. Uh, I mean, there were, it was like 50 50 in the group that I was with between people who were making as much or more than they might've been making in their private life. They pay you a hundred dollars a day. I think it is for, for every day that you're there, Uh you get paid weekly. You just get a check, but uh, for me, I was losing money, you know, I was making more at my job than I was making there. Right. But it was still like enough money to and all you had no expenses other than whatever you had going on in your real life. However, there's people with like kids and stuff, you know, so like Jesus, I got to imagine that's tough for them. I, you know, at the time, single guy, I had like a car payment and a cell phone
0: bill, you know, so. Right. I, wow. Okay. So you get there the thing that I, when I, when I was doing some research and I was looking at it and I saw that they make you put how much you weigh on your shirt. I, I didn't like that. I, 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 the only time I'm ever honest about how much I weigh is when I'm losing weight. Mm -hmm. And even then before, before I started putting it online, I would always, you know, fudge it a little bit, make round it down a little bit. Um, but that, and then the whole weighing in process on live TV, which, by the way, I think it is kind of bullshit that they make you wear clothes for the weigh in because that's not—I mean, those are like eight-pound shirts, I think. Uh, no, you don't. You don't wear clothes. You don't well, wear you, clothes. You wear you wear the tank tops, or do you weigh in before and they just put you on that fake? Oh, okay, okay. That yeah, makes so me- there's like a whole process to it, like. You weigh, like, and as you, so
1: there, there's a strategy to that, like the whole weighing in process. Yeah. So your first weigh in, you want it to be as heavy as you possibly
0: can. Yeah, you're chugging water, you're eating donuts on the scale. You're like, hey, let's do this. Yeah, yep. and
1: then after that, every subsequent weigh in you want to be weighed in as light as possible. So you weigh in in the morning, that morning, there's like a whole medical routine you have to go through before you weigh in to make sure you're not dehydrated, all that kind of stuff. And so then as I got more aggressive, you know, people would usually just weigh in, in like their underwear or, but as it got more aggressive, like into the end, and it was, you were talking ounces, like people were weighing in naked,
0: you know, yeah. just helping it, you know? So that's, so I let me I guess go back for a second and then I do have a question about the medical part. What what was it like putting something that I, even though you're because when you're big everyone can see it. When when you have other medical issues like if you have, if you if your liver is fucked up cuz you drink a lot, no one can see that. But people can see when you're big. Yeah. And but it's something that at least for me I was very self-conscious about and would try to hide. What is it like putting that part of you out there
1: that that's a fantastic question i think that if i had to like boil down like maybe like a top five most like vulnerable or like embarrassing experiences it would be like you know taking your shirt off for the very first time like if we we waited for the first time in front of a live audience so we did it like in this like It was, it it was wild, man, in front of this like whole auditorium, you know, like they called you, you didn't officially know you made it, but you kind of knew. And they literally announced your name and whatever seat you were sitting in, in the auditorium, you came down. So it was like the first time you were officially finding that out and like stepping on stage in front of all strangers, your family's not there. You don't got a friend in sight. No one, you don't know the contestants, you know, no one. And you got to like pull off your shirt and like the scale is fake. So they're taking the weight from wherever you weighed in before, but it's like, I wasn't a guy who like ran around with my shirt off. Like I wasn't like the guy at the party who like was just like, I'm gonna do a cannonball and like take off my shirt and jump in. Like I was like, how can I wear a tight layer underneath to make myself look even just a little smaller? You know, like
0: Oh yeah. I don't think I don't think my my chest or stomach has seen the sun since before Obama was president. I don't I honestly don't think (laughs) I feel like I'd it would get a sunburn immediately. I don't take my shirt off. What are you talking about? Exactly.
1: Yeah. So that I was not that guy, man. And it, of course it got easier because it became so routine of them needing to do things. But like early on, it, there was so much hesitation, like, and they're like, well, come on, let's get on with it. Everyone's going to have to do it. And so it's like nothing to them. It's routine as normal for, for the production crew and everything like that. But I'm just like, damn, you know, it's like, it's kind of, it's almost like, I don't, I don't even know how to put it into words, but they're just almost like marching the cattle in there for like show, you know, almost like here's your prized cattle. Like take a look at them. It's, it's a weird feeling for sure.
0: Oh my God. So. Um, I do want to ask, so we're skipping ahead a little bit, but I do want to ask about before I forget it, because right, like today is actually the day that I weigh in every week and I know roughly where I am and I don't dehydrate myself. Like I don't go for like days without water, but it's about three thirty in the afternoon here, and I'm gonna weigh in. I'm gonna go take a walk after this, and then I'm gonna weigh in, and I'm kind of thirsty, but there's no way I'm gonna. I'm not drinking at all, um, because that's uh, that's gonna add weight to my weigh in. So when you say that they made sure you were not dehydrated. how how would you or would you guys like like the night before maybe not eat and 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 make sure you go to the bathroom and and like would you not drink or did they force you to drink some water? So you want like the the essentially like the pre weigh
1: in ritual? Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. So the night before, um, and and th- I may be getting ahead of myself with, but it, I think it warrants it for the explanation. So there's. The, t- the workouts you see on TV and the trainers you see on TV, and then there's other trainers, and then there's the workout that's the, the workouts that really happen, I like to say, okay so you're night before weigh in, you're with one of the sub trainers who come in, and they're working out either in groups or individual, how, however it's structured, and it's like two, three hours. They're like, you know what you're here to do, so get it done. And like, it'll be like, sometimes they would adjust like, say 2020 was the, was, oh, shoot. Sorry. I just did something. Uh, uh, there we go. Uh, like 2020, would be the method. And so they're just like 20 minutes on a new machine. Every 20 minutes you're going to rotate, but you got to go as hard as you can. Oh, so there were different people who took different strategies. I studied the show in a sense so I feel like I I binge watched a bunch of seasons to understand what what I thought I needed to do. So pre pre the night before I'm layering every possible layer that I can. I got two three hoodies on. I'm sweating out right. I want to dehydrate myself almost as much as I possibly can. And then what I would do is, in the event that you were dehydrated in the training room, they had electrolytes. They had you know Gatorades. They had Pedialyte. So, I found myself like a perfect concoction of Pedialyte and water. And that whole day before the weigh-in, I would eat breakfast and maybe like a salad at lunch, and I would not eat again until we weighed in. And mind you, we're burning like you know seven, eight thousand calories in a day. So I maybe oh, good cons- lord, yeah. So I maybe consumed like four hundred in the morning before we did anything, and then I've done three, four workouts and sweated out every ounce of liquid I had in my body. And then that night throughout the evening and like throughout the middle of the night, I would make this like eight to 12 ounce concoction of like Pedialyte or some electrolyte drink mix and water. And I would like sip it or chug it, however it worked out. And uh, I never never came in dehydrated, thankfully. Because if you're dehydrated at the Gravity test, They'll you pee, they check your urine for a specific gravity, which will tell you if you're hydrated or dehydrated. And if you're dehydrated and your urine doesn't meet the gravity, you got to drink them right then till you can pee with hydrated pee. And then you got to step on the scale with a belly full of however many ounces of Gatorade or Pedialyte it took.
0: Oh, no. Oh, that's my nightmare. Okay. So- i would love to know um what it was like like did you get yourself ready before you went to the show to like start eating better and working out at all or were you going in there from zero eating whatever you wanted to a very strict uh, diet and workout plan
1: yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't change anything until I got to the show. I kind of went with the mentality of like, what well, seemed it was such a fucked up mentality. Now that I think about it, but it's like, I'm not going to do anything to better myself right now because like, I don't want to start losing the early easy, you know, 15 pounds of water weight before I go there. Cause then I'll just get eliminated soon if I make it.
0: Right. Okay. So what, what were you eating? Like before the show like what would a normal even not a cheat day but a normal day of eating be like for you uh i ate like an
1: asshole man i uh you know fast food was a regular staple uh for me or like even if i just ate like a fast food meal or ate even I ate a meal at home my mom's a fantastic cook Um, so even if I made eight food at home and then one of my buddies was like, Hey, we're going to go get wings or a, we're going to go get a burger. Hey, we're going to go get this. I would go with them and still eat like I hadn't eaten, you know, or even if I went with them to do all those things and I hadn't eaten at home and my mom was like, Oh, Hey, I made the X, Y, and Z. I'm going to come home and I'm going to still eat that. So it's like, you know, eating the two dinners, (laughs) eating two lunches you know, snacking well into the night, um, you know, just eat whatever I wanted whenever I wanted. And, uh, you know, I wasn't, I was always like a big water drinker. I drank water, but I also drank, you know, full flavored like full calorie sodas and, you know, things like that. So I was never and a lot of juices, you know, full of sugar and whatever. So, uh, never been big on sweets, but like, I would crush a bag of like Doritos, no problem,
0: you know? Okay. So you want dessert was never your thing, huh?
1: No, like if my mom would make like homemade chocolate chip cookies, that would be like the only thing and I'd still only, you know, dabble with those, but like uh you could get a whole cake of whatever and set it in front of me and I might try it to see what it tastes like, but I'm Oh
0: man, it. I wish I I love when people say they're a sweet or a savory person, I'm a both person. I love <laughs> I love all of it. There's nothing I like more than warm chocolate chip cookies or trace leches cake or good lord um okay and working out was there any of that um not in no no not really <laughs> I, <laughs> I was really, like, thinking
1: about you like well I did walk yeah to the car <laughs> so. I, I golfed and I would I wouldn't mind going and walking uh playing golf like I was still like fully capable of like moving around and stuff like that I was like I was like bedroom. So like I, and my friends were all like active, like half of them were like division one athletes, you know? So it's like I would shoot around with them or like sp- shoot some sport, play, you know, play some kind of sport with them a little bit, but like
0: I was never competitive with them, you know? Right. I, that's one of the reasons, Hey, I'm just, I have no hand eye coordination anyways, but the golf thing, the walking is part of the reason why I haven't done it because I know, my, I, I know my friends. I have the kind of asshole friends, especially in L.A., that are like, hey, let's just walk instead of the cart. Yeah. And I'm like, no. no. How yeah. about we take the cart and not play golf? How about we take the cart to the store and get yeah. some chips? <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to do any of that. So can you take us through what the eating – and you kind of already started with the workout, but one of the things that I – like for right now I'm doing intermittent fasting and I'm just counting calories – and I'm doing that because I still get to eat. I'm not having fast food, and I'm not having burgers, but like I can have a turkey. I can have whatever I want. I just I I I have to watch the calories. But I still like on Tuesday nights. I I tend to give myself a few hundred more calories to give myself to to, to make it seem like it's not so bad. And last week, which I I think is part of the reason why I didn't have a, a huge week losing weight. I lost like I think two pounds, two three pounds this week. Um. That's awesome though well thank you but it I, I it should be more but I had for the first time in four months I had I, I cut a small pizza in half and I had it over two nights last week nice. um so I stayed close to my calories but I one f- something I'm gonna do this week is I'm gonna try to be good almost every night but did you have any sort of cheating at all on the show or yes yeah
1: you could do so you could do whatever you wanted um oh yeah, that, okay that was very like out there like it almost because you got to think content wise it would give them better content if they were able to catch someone you know fucking off and eating whatever they wanted right right so right. we had we had people who did our shopping for us uh no chefs or anything you fully stocked kitchen and when i say fully stocked like there were like a shit ton of like bars that were you know like not necessarily good for you that you could just like go crazy on like kind bars and shit like that and then there was uh, a lot of like all natural but like you know like tortilla chips and there was all kinds of stuff in there and maybe just lesser the lesser evil of like the traditional style that you might go for in the grocery store um and then we had to make everything ourselves. Um, we could put on whatever we, within reason, whatever we wanted on these shopping lists, and they would get. Um, and so you could really do cause whatever type of destruction you wanted to that process. But like, that's where you had to get really dialed in because there were conversations that would happen around like, you know, which is like still, I think the craziest thing that was ever asked of me on the show was, do you want to win or do you want to be healthy? And I was like, hold on, aren't they supposed to be the same thing? And then that's when I learned that there was a couple people who would fit a weight in like basically structural build for them that they felt could potentially win. And so at that point, that's when your trainer would be like, if you want to win, you gotta eat no more than eight hundred calories a day if you want to be wow. healthy. Yeah, if you want to be healthy, follow what the nutritionist gave you. So I took that, and that's how I developed how I ate. I was like, "Well, I'm not here to fucking pussyfoot around. I'm here to win." You know, right? right? Did they put and that on off-
0: camera, or is that off camera where they're saying off camera for sure? Okay, all right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> off camera, one on one with like
1: the couple people that they think might might win. Um, wow. And so from there, I, I, that's how I tailored what I ate. So every day was pretty similar. How, except for weigh-in day, weigh-in day was always different. So you'd weigh in first thing in the morning. And that was kind of your cheat day because you knew it was the absolute longest period of time until you were going to have to step on the scale again. And what you were going to eat in the grand scheme of things wasn't going to be something that was going to truly impact you. So we would go off campus uh, as the show went on and there was less people we would go off campus. And like one of the big treats of what we could do is like we went to a gym to do something and then there would always be a Trader Joe's nearby. So like people would go in and maybe like get something that they were going to eat for their cheat day. And so I would almost always get these like frozen burritos Yep. and then cheat morning, uh, everyone in the house would just like throw down, like there'd be like a smorgasbord of shit and it would be like, you know, steak and eggs and someone's making like nachos and someone's making this, someone's making that. And it was all, we had learned like substitutes. So it was healthier versions of these things. However, like we all ate more than we like traditionally ever would consider on any other day.
0: And were you because I've watched some reality shows and obviously it's a competition show. Were you able to to actually a trust anybody and be become friendly with anybody? Or was it all like you're uh, nice to them, but they're in the way of you winning. And so you kind of hate them.
1: So <laughs> that's that's a that's a great question, too. Uh, so. And and again, I studied the show. I looked, I had never seen an episode until that season where I was sitting there watching. And then when I started going through the process and thought this might be a possibility, I binge watched like nine seasons. So all I watched, all I did, I studied it. And so I saw the type of like social game you also had to have to be successful and go far so people wouldn't see you as the wrong type of threat. So I felt like I tried to play that, that role, I don't think that I ever had a period of time where I didn't feel I could trust someone because there was no one else that was really in the way of my success that could do anything to falter my success. Because I'd already set up a system, like a voting system with a couple people that I knew weren't going to back out on that. And it was just because it was better for them. That's why I knew they weren't going to back out on it because it would also have been better for them rather than the alternative that would have been available. And so I did, I I think we, a lot of us became friendly with one another because it's like, we're all almost like experiencing like a trauma together. So like, we're almost like the prisoners and like, we're trying to like bond because our captors are like, just like, you know, destroying us essentially. Right. Right.
0: So, so um, can you take us through, how the like the vote off process works? I didn't realize there was voting. I thought it was all whoever lost the most weight was gone. No, so they they do
1: a couple different methods. Traditionally, the method is like it's the it show shifts and changes. So at first, in my season, it's different every season. But at first in my season, there were three trainers, three trainers, yeah, three trainers. So there was three trainers and three teams. Each trainer had a team. The team with the lowest percentage of weight loss would have to vote to eliminate one of their team members just that
0: oh uh, okay but
1: then there was also a couple like random like throw a wrench in the plans weeks where it was like the person with the lowest percentage of weight loss gets eliminated or whoever falls below this yellow or red line gets eliminated or the the two people out of all groups who fall between the yellow line are the two people that you're going to select from to vote off or, but usually it's like the top person can't be voted off. It's almost like their little mini immunity.
0: Um, So there's
1: a lot of different ways in which the voting process can happen.
0: And I I thought about that because uh, on my Patreon, I had some people who were thinking like we should do a weight loss challenge. And the reason why I didn't do it is a, I didn't want anyone to like put themselves through uh, like an intense thing and hurt themselves. And then B, also, I didn't know how to really fairly gauge it because someone who only needs to lose 20 pounds is going to lose less weight than me who has to lose 150-whatever pounds. Um, so they did it based off of percentages, off of like if you lost six and I lost four, but that's a higher percentage of my weight than I win.
1: Yeah. Then you would have a higher percentage of weight loss. It's, it's so, so when like, for instance, I lost to at the end, at the bitter end to a girl who lost like significantly less overall weight than me, you know, like, because she had less weight to lose. So it was based on the percentage of her body
0: weight versus mine. And oh which- no. And we're going to get to that. Cause I, you, you told me about that. And I, it, I, I was looking, I couldn't find it on YouTube, but I I'm, I'll find it. I'll see if I can find it. And it sounds awful but yeah. i want to um so you were um you were mentioning like the the whole production side of it. and i came from I, I worked on america's funny some videos that were and that one is actually almost they they actually told me once the executive producer was like um because i asked her, i said cause i don't know if you've seen that show but the the audience votes on who wins like a 10 grand and then they have a, a big finale where they win 100 grand and they said that they actually had rules that um the, the the voting was real because money was involved, so mm-hmm. like they didn't they obviously picked the ones that they thought were the funniest, and they would put those to a test, but that show was pretty real, but i worked on i worked on a show that I won't mention because I probably signed an n d a um that they had le- legit directors for, and I was an assistant editor, so I was getting the footage together and I would hear the director say let's do that scene again and this time say that like do this this and this how much of the show was real and how much of did you look at it and be like well that didn't happen or i didn't say that
1: yeah so a, a lot changes in the editing room uh for a show like this because they have to have certain dramas they have to have certain things so if they can Tie something to maybe something you said in a different episode, but you still look similar enough. They're gonna, they're gonna take that. They're gonna right. use what you said in episode four and take that clip. But th- even if they didn't show it in episode four, they're gonna take that clip and make it in episode six and just make it seem like you said it then because it applies to the scenario that's happened. You know. Yeah. So-
0: there's there's something called Frankenbiting when it when it comes to reality TV editing. And they would literally send me on missions and say, find so-and-so saying the word just. Mm-hmm. And then you would go... And, and you would just literally go through and find... Because they, they have... Uh, they, they transcribe all the interviews. Right. But then, then they also, in other parts of the shows, will, will... You'll just have to listen. And you'll be like, okay, he said it there. Like, here's seven options of him saying this. And they'll literally... Edit together a sentence. You like if my, my rule of thumb, and I, I've I've ruined some girlfriends' uh, love of, of reality TV shows. I always tell them if you don't see them saying it, they didn't say it. like they like they're stringing some stuff together, and the like they, they they know what they're doing. Uh, so it's wow. Was there? What are your thoughts on that? Obviously, I we you know it's a TV show and it's an entertainment. They're trying to they're trying to make it interesting, but did. Did they do you feel like they did you wrong or did anybody wrong or was it mostly just to make it a little bit more exciting?
1: Yeah, so it's, it's hard for me to say if they did anyone else wrong because it's like I don't know all the times in which they may have actually said something. But like when they're cutting montages of, you know. The workouts, because the workouts are real, obviously, like they're, they are you can't really fake you doing that work. However, the workouts that are filmed with the trainers, they're the easiest workouts we do ever. Um, those are all the easiest ones. We do the real work behind the scenes. And I think that there were several instances of because there for every week there's a story producer for every episode, so right. they have a story and they have an agenda that they have that they want to accomplish. And so several times there was sit downs um, or, or having to reshoot this entry or reshoot the way you said this thing or can you say that again but say it like this. And I remember one time, so the my my now wife I met on the show. As oh a,
0: wow, was she contestant?
1: Yeah, she was a contestant that like, you know, we weren't partners, we weren't anything, but like bonded early and were married. So with with her, there was an obvious like thing, a brewing, and there was another season where something similar happened and they made a whole story about it. And it was this whole big thing. And my thing was like, I came there to do what I needed to do for me and, like, whatever happens, happens, right? Like, in terms of whatever they catch or whatever they show. And they sat us both down. They're like, oh, America would love this love story. America would love this. America would love that. And I was like, I was like, I didn't come here for America. (laughs) I'm here for me. And I don't want to, like, sacrifice, like, if even if this is a good thing and this is working out, like, you guys can film what you can film, but I'm not going to, like, fake something with her for TV and for you guys.
0: Right. And I would imagine you also – you don't want to make out or hook up on camera and then like your parents watch you, you, you yeah. a, even though you she turned into your wife. I mean, that's not something you want out there.
1: Yeah. And I don't think in that case it would have been that type of like connection, but they would have done some corny, cheesy, like rom- like montage of romantic things with her and I, or staged us doing things that like right, you know, interacting with each other in a way in which we never would interact you know, right. to more about the love than the, than the lust factor. But there was one time that I think that that editing style kind of bit me in the ass. And it was like when I had said before, like I had a system of voting set up that I knew was going to protect me because it was going to be more beneficial for them. Well, that was when we were in teams and then the show into individuals. So there was two people that I could have potentially voted for, one being the lady who is now my wife. I could have voted to send her home. Or I could have voted to send a guy that we had basically been like, hey, we're going to send these other people home before we send each other home. So in my eyes, all all bets are off once it goes to the individuals. Plus, like he already knew about me and her and the thing that we had going on. So no matter what happened, no matter how I voted, he was going home. He had the votes to go home. But then they cut something from a previous week of me saying like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to vote for this guy. And then they played it in that week when I clearly voted for that guy, and they made me be the deciding factor vote because they knew it would be more dramatic. <laughs> so he was already
0: else. he was already voted off, but then they they just rearranged the order. I
1: could have said nothing, and he would have went home. Hysterical. But they made me reveal my vote as the like nail in his coffin that sent him home.
0: God, well yeah, you can't. I was I was. It's funny, bro. That I was gonna ask you It was like, you didn't vote to send your wife home, did you? Because that. That's that that's some fucked up shit. That would be <laughs> tough. Um, she would never let you. Oh my God. I did end up sending her home though.
1: You but did. Not, you did. It was, it was out of my control, out of my hands, unintentional. Oh. Never worked. <laughs> but it, it was a situation of whoever loses the least goes home. I was like second to last, and she was the last person to weigh in. So I was like, it's either her going home or me going home. So either way,
0: it's gonna suck. Right. Were you like feeding her chocolate strawberries though during that week? Like, hey, try this, sweetie. You look great.
1: (laughs) No, but to this (laughs) day, she tells me, she asks me if she should have sweat out like I was explaining earlier. And I told her, I don't
0: know, because I didn't want to be the deciding factor. Yeah, to you're not gonna her. help her. You're, 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 it's a it's a real world thing. About- like I didn't come here to make friends. I came here to be real, man. You came it wasn't even about helping. It was about
1: hurting. I didn't want to hurt her. I didn't want to tell her to sweat out and then her have to be that person that chugs a bunch of Gatorade and goes.
0: Yeah, oh. I can I can see the salesman, and you're like, no, I didn't want her to be dehydrated. I'm I'm the good guy here. Wow, oh, that's wild. Um, okay, so. How how many weeks is the is show? Um, it, it varies for everyone. For us, there were uh,
1: like 12 episode weeks, I believe, um, which is a little bit longer. The first like week or two, um, you know, they're not quite exactly seven days. They might be eight days or nine days, but they're not like super inflated weeks. Um, and then there's like a break, you know, depending on when you're filming, if there's a holiday and stuff like that. So I was there from the last week of September, Till the third week of January, but I went wow. home at one point for like a, a holiday break
0: slash like makeover week thing that they do. Okay. And at what point did you realize like, wow, I might actually have a chance of winning this.
1: It was there. There was a, so after she went home, um, like it really kind of like broke me. Cause I was like, I got no one else here. That's like a confidant, you know? So, there was a challenge that night after she got eliminated. And it was like the person who uh, like comes in last or whatever gets kicked off the ranch for a week. And the whole thing was about like facing your fears that week. So the guy who he put it on himself to lose and he was like, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll get kicked off. And like, I just wasn't in like a good headspace about it all. And I liked him. He was her roommate. Like we're still cool. And he was like, the, the, they put it on him. They're like, okay, since you lost, guess what you have to do now? You have to pick someone else to bear your punishment with you. And I just volunteered. I was like, I'll go with them. And so me and him went off the ranch for a week and like, did it our, not ourselves. We still had like a production assistant. We still had certain rules we had to adhere to, but like, in terms of the working out and the eating, we had to do it all ourselves, like away from all the resources. So I came back and I lost like 13 pounds that week. And I, and at that point. And that was, like, what propelled you into, like, makeover week and getting to, like, go home to see your family, stuff like that. At that point, I was
0: like, okay, there's a shot. Wow. And that's wild. So, you, you, I'm I'm trying to do the math. You were there for, what, like, two months, I guess?
1: Uh, October, November, December, and half of January. So, like, three and a half months. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. About three months in total.
0: Yeah. Okay, so three months. And how much weight did you lose in total? So
1: while i was there it's di- like in total is a different is a is a different question so when you're when you go home in january you the show starts running. So we went home one week after the first episode aired. So then you have all the subsequent subsequent weeks of it airing. So once you're done training there and they've identified who the finalists are going to be, then you go home and train. And everyone's supposed to be training at home because oh, there's wow. no like eliminated player prize. And then you know the, the finalists are competing for the final prize. So I went home and trained. Um, even more relentlessly up until the middle of March so another two months of training at home
0: okay so, and you can do whatever you want so how much did you lose at the ranch, those at three the ranch
1: I went from uh like two or i'm sorry I went from like 390 to two sixty five,
0: 65 maybe 130 pounds I mean, in three months so what's like 40 45 pounds a month? Something that's crazy like that's that wild. And, and how much, mo- wh- and so when you, in that extra two months, what did you get down to?
1: So there's, there's also, I would say two answers for that. My total weight loss on record for the show is 181 pounds. Okay. Um, but the last like 14 days of before I went back to do my final weigh-in, I was like on the verge of death. You know, I like wasn't eating at all, literally nothing, no food, no consumption of food. And I was just doing that like master cleanse, um, you know, like cayenne pepper, maple syrup and lemonade or whatever, or like lemon and water. Right. And so I did that for like two, three times a day. And I was like violently, like it like it made me it, i got actually like fucked up from it at the end because like and then you do this massive sweat out like a previous contestant will come like if you ask them to and like sweat you out put you through the rigors like the night before it's like a it's a process and so in that time frame i lost like 41 pounds or something like that in those last like 2 weeks just of malnourishing myself but it like made my hair thin and like i got gallstones because of it so i had to have a oh like, ball bladder removed like it was, it was not good, but it was a means to an end, and I was trying to get 250 grand,
0: so. Right, okay. So when you, it's the day of the finale, or the day that you're weighing in. You weigh in in the morning again and do that whole dehydration thing? Yeah, so it was like, I was kind of like
1: up all night, um, and, you know, had to had a buddy come who I've remained friends with, who like put me through his process, sweat me out, like, I my, my mouth was like, a hundred cotton balls. Like I was so thirsty and, but I knew I had to keep this fine line again between like being hydrated and not a couple of people got popped for not being hydrated. It sucked for them, but I was, I, I made the cut. Yeah. They test you. They do all that stuff. And this time you're not weighing in like offset. So you actually have to go to the doctor's like office to, to weigh in. And our doctor is like, you know, I don't know, one of these TV doctors, he's like, you know, uh, the Charlie Sheen I think it's like his doctor and all these like famous people's doctors so we go there and he's like a doctor to the stars and he's like you know oh yeah you look great you look great you look great but then he starts quizzing people about the process and like it seemed it was almost it was like almost concerning because at the end when he's like quizzing you and he's like okay you're hydrated he does the weigh in it seems like he doesn't even believe in the process or think that thinks that it's good it's like a weird feeling at the
0: end right well, okay. What do you think? I, 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 have other questions, but what do you think about it? Uh, looking back, are you happy you did it? Do you think that they it was unhealthy, or, or, or how did, What are your feelings? So,
1: I am incredibly happy that I did it, but for different reasons. So, I got a, I still got a big check from them for coming in second. They don't, they don't like. It. Advertise that, but I, I got a big check, which was great. I met the lady who's now my wife. I got to see, do and experience a lot of things. I got to, I worked for uh, them in a sense for like a year after um, like traveling to different 5Ks, half marathons. Like I was on salary with them for a while. So I got to travel and do things that like most other people weren't I then also got to work for myself and do these public speaking events and engagements and things like that and make a lot of money based on something I would have never otherwise been able to do. So in all of those regards I am very happy that I did it. I think it is a horrible method for health and wellness in not only like physical health and wellness but also like mental health and wellness for someone to go through something like that, to lose weight. I mean, it is literally like just a massive crash diet on steroids. And it, it's not good for you physically because anytime you're losing weight that fast, you're not going to keep it off. And mentally the, the ramifications of that are like, you're not going to keep it off, but like in the public eye you're expected to like be this person you're expected right. to have completely transformed everything about your life in three months
0: you know? right right absolutely so i just want to back up for a second but i before we get to that i know i'm jumping all over no, no it's okay um, but um you weigh in how long do you have to wait until you find out if you won or lost
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um
0: I think I weighed in on the
1: seventeenth and the finale was on like the eighteenth. So it was at least the whole day.
0: Oh God. I hate because I hated my least favorite part of school. I have an S last name and I hated when they were handing tests back. I just was so anxious, so nervous. What and and you, you kind of alluded to it, but you ended up coming in second place. Can you walk us through how that happened and why that happened? Yeah, yeah.
1: So like, um, you know, from when we waited into when we, we found out and whatnot, like, I'm pretty sure it was about 24 hours, maybe a little bit more than that. But different feelings uh arose i think at that point it was like a little bit of relief that it's done i mean i got to i got to drink gatorade and water and i was so happy about that i got to like try to have a meal but like i hadn't eaten in like two weeks so that was hard but i was also kind of miserable still like the feeling the effects of all that like my family was there and i, I remember just being like drained and like disconnected from everyone and like the deject- because i also you got so much going on in your mind about what's going to happen right like Two hundred fifty grand at twenty five could like really change and reshape how you live your next handful of years if you do it right. Right, and so you know, you all the other contestants that are eliminated meet on set, like at the sound stage, and they're doing a bunch of stuff. But like the finalists, we haven't seen anyone or each other because they're like keeping us secret to see like what we look like, right? So, but like we were all cool. So, like we had Facetimed each other. We kind of knew, and everyone's kind of lying to each other too about what they've been doing. And the craziest part is the girl who ends up beating me. We trained at the same, like we we went to the same spin studio. We were in the same. Oh no! School. Like I, because I went to go stay with my sister in Chicago to train to keep myself out of my home element, and she lived in Chicago. So we were like people that knew knew both of us were like, oh, I seen. Danny last night. You want to know what she ate? Like weird questions like that. Right. And so, so, so I had an idea of where she was at and I kind of knew that she was lying and she had to know that I was lying when we were like, Oh, would you, what was your final weight? Cause we don't know what they recorded as our final weights, but like, you're not allowed to weigh yourself when you're on the show at the ranch, but you know, when you're at home or in a hotel room, all bets are off. So I weighed myself literally before I got in the car to go to the doctor's office. And I had an idea of what I weighed and I had like three different scales and they all fluctuated by like a pound. And I knew if I weighed, you know, uh, 205 to 206, I was going to win. But if I weighed any more than that, I knew I would lose. So we're up there. We weigh, she weighs in and, and you can kind of tell how the structure is of how they who they have weigh in first. And they had me weigh in before her because generally the idea is you want to have your celebratory moment when you're like on the scale on the podium. So like you can be the center of attention. So I had an idea and I'm just sitting there like, fuck, like, did I really lose it? Like, and I'm waiting to see the number because in my head, I know it's by probably less than one pound. And there's her number pops up and I'm like, it, it, it what should have been like still a great feeling of like all this accomplishment and everything like that was one of like my top five, like
0: worst moments ever. And did all any of you think of like, man, why did I get why well, I should have just kept eating burgers. I was happy. Why did I put myself through all this the past five months or were you, or did when, when, after you like that low moment happened, were you still happy that you got healthier and lost the weight?
1: Yeah, so I n- there was never a point where I was like why did I subject myself to this if I didn't win that. And and also at the time it was also brutal for me because I didn't know there was a second place prize. They never talk about it. Uh, so okay. like I never once was like why did I do this because I still thought the opportunities that I would yield from it would be greater and even at the beginning of this you were like you, you made a mention of like, you know, seeing people that were smaller and things you can do when you're smaller and like, you didn't want that because like, or you thought the perception was you didn't want that, but maybe you thought you didn't want it because you are bigger. Well, I got to experience things that I thought I didn't like doing when I was overweight and, I don't like those things. Still, (laughs) (laughs)
0: like like, (laughs) fuck, I don't like that shit. Anyways, I don't. I I knew it. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome.
1: So it was like an eye-opening thing, like because I thought the same. You know, I'm like, am I pushing this off or being resistant or negative about this because I feel I can't do it or I wouldn't thrive in it because of my weight? Well, I got skinny and I got to like go to clubs. I still hated them. I got to go to you know do shit like that and I and. I just, it wasn't for me. So there were also moments like that, that were like really helpful and like clearing my mind of like things that I had wondered about before, been concerned about before. So I think that was great. Um, But I never, I never know no thought, like, I shouldn't have done this. I have thought to this day and still think that I don't know that I really lost. I, I, because I've asked, I'm like, can I see, they film the weight and I'm like, can I see my weight? I've
0: asked a thousand
1: times and they've been like, no, we can't show you that.
0: Oh man. you think that, that you lost enough, but they wanted her to win or something? I'm
1: not, I, I don't want to be a sore loser. And I'm not, I'm not, this is years no, ago. We're a conspiracy a-
0: theory. We're going to bring Sam Tripoli in here. Tell mean- me. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay.
1: So, so the season that I was on Jillian Michaels, like helped build the show, right? She was like the trainer on the show. Her and Bob Harper were like the two that started it all for, a decade. Right. And she left for a couple of years, but this was her triumphant return as a trainer. And the girl who won, she, she was a collegiate athlete and we were like three years removed from college. You know, it was like, she, there there's definitely girls that you have seen on the street that were her size that you were like, damn, she's cute. You know, like she wasn't like morbidly, massively obese. And she wasn't overweight for more than a handful of years like maybe maybe a thick girl but like wasn't like
0: overweight for more than a few she years. didn't re- she didn't really earn being fat she that's what i'm yeah, saying she's imposter fat
1: <laughs> that's what i'm saying like so what it was gonna come off quicker right she still had that good muscle memory she was like a collegiate water polo player like ah oh,
0: yeah so a, this is baloney I, I am already on your side i don't like this is, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna protest So she was on Jillian's team and like
1: Jillian's team kept losing week after week after week. And like, she was like the lone survivor on Jillian's team. And like, she kicked everyone's ass and like endurance challenges. Like we had to run a mile. It took me like 49 minutes. It took her like 32, you know, like she just, just roasted everyone in all these physical challenges because like she was a relatively recent athlete and it was in my eyes, they had had a couple male winners back to back. They, in my eyes, because everyone fits a model on one of these shows, which I'm sure you've seen with like your editing, like they need the this person, they need the that person. And I think she was the female who was coached by the lady making her triumphant return. She had defied odds of like sticking around all season when her team was losing. It was a hero story. I mean, and she played it very well and played it up for the camera. Like, embraced the character they were wanting her to be. And I, and I know, like, if she hears this, I'll sound like a hater. But, like, I'm not hating. And, like, I still talk to her. Like, there's no bad blood between her and I. But, like, that's that's what I felt. And I was the antagonist.
0: Right. Like, I was see. the
1: guy who fought with Jillian verbally. Like, and they put in an episode where I'm, like, talking shit to her and we're arguing. Right. And I'm the guy who voted off his friend. I'm, you know, I'm that guy.
0: Oh, you're the, yeah, you're the, you're the bad guy. You're like, you're a, uh, Oh, wow. Let me ask okay. you this. Yeah. You say you guys are still friends since she won and won the money. If you guys have lunch, she's, she's buying lunch though. Right. I I think she's bought dinner a time or two. All right. Good. Um, yeah. Yeah. You do. You deserve that at least like, Hey, you're, you're, you're taking me out to dinner and I'm <laughs> yeah. not even leaving the tip.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were supposed to go on a big vacation. But I'm still waiting to see them palm trees.
0: You no, know, yeah, hey, come on, man. You, you, I, I was watching a video on YouTube today, and it was like a, a, a trainer gained forty pounds just so he could lose it again. Mm-hmm. Like, do you ever think like maybe she was a ringer? She's like, maybe I'll gain like fifty, sixty pounds, go on Biggest Loser, and then, and then you, who have have trained for this your entire life, really, <laughs> really earned it. Wow, that's that is. Are you over it now? Are you are you happy now, or are you still? Do you still wake up and be like God? Damn, one more pound, or no, man?
1: I, I I trust me. I think about it. Like, how can you not right? Like, that's a could be. It could have been a potential pivotal moment, and could have made. Even though I did well off of everything else, imagine if I would have won, I would have done even better with the other side hustles, right? right. So it's like. There, there were various things in life where i'm like well fuck if i had that 250 grand this sure would have been
0: easier right yeah every time you pay your credit <laughs> card bills i wish i had that extra money right uh, and not to sh- not to shit on them but it seems like you're the ralphie may and she's the dat fan of of last comic standing like yes, everyone knew, yeah. everyone knew ralphie won but they needed dat fan to win so she's the dat fan wow that she, is like
1: and she did something afterwards that i you know, watching, watching her like trajectory, like she worked, there was a like gym sponsor and like, she worked for them and traveled around for them. And like, I, I just couldn't imagine being in that persona for as long as she did it. I would have never wanted to, as soon as it stopped being financially lucrative for me, I almost like disassociated myself with, I'm not going to be that guy if it's not paying me to be that guy, you know? Right.
0: Oh yeah. And I, I, I'm not a believer necessarily in fate or anything like that but i do believe that things usually tend to work out so it's yeah. good to hear that at least you're uh, maybe not over the, the money but like you're, you're happy are you are you happy now in general just in like even without that are you happy
1: yeah i mean i'm i'm very happy you know i think uh you know obviously you know uh the biggest prize you know would be like meeting my wife and like the life that we've experienced and built. And that, that also helped having someone who went through it too, right? Like someone that understands your struggles, having that person as like your life partner is, is a big deal, you know? And like at coming off the show, you know, it's not like I kept all the weight off, you know, obviously I didn't. And like, I've gained a chunk of the weight back and, you know, everyone does though. That's the thing. Everyone who comes off this show does with the exception of maybe two to three people out of 250 have more or less gained 50 to a hundred plus percent of their weight back. And I'm in that like probably 75 percentile of what I've gained back. And it's like, that's hard, but like having someone who's like still trying to encourage you, still trying to inspire you, like someone that you can look to to work out with and they can look to you to try to work out with. So like having that support system in the home, I think is probably better than the extra money that I would have won with the
0: 250,000 and not had that, you know? Right. Are you, where are you mentally? Because before I started this, there were years I would have loved to have lost weight, but I just wasn't in the space to do it. I, I didn't want to. Are you trying to lose a little bit more weight? Are you, maintaining right now what do you where are you with that
1: yeah so I think that there was like there was a period of time where I think I as I was gaining like it just like seemed it, it almost like I, I went back in my head to the the ranch right and like doing these workouts like trying to do these things and like it was like I would I met exercise like it was a torture for me, you know, like it was, I know you said like, you're not a big fan of working out at all. And like, I feel like the way I was introduced to it, it was like shoved down my throat so hard and it was like such a chore and such a task that it had to be about finding things that like I enjoyed and maybe, maybe weren't even classified or associated as like these workouts. Right. So like, I I for the last like six months or so I've been a lot more focused and conscious of like my food choices and like trying to get back on a better path like my wife's been really motivating in that regard like she's kind of t- took on like the start of 2021 like you know, trying to undo the damage that we did in like 2020 and like years prior. And like, she's been really focused on that and really, uh, you know, positive about that stuff. So I've tried to like fall in line with that and near that and, you know, making the better food choices. And, and oddly enough, you know, that's how I kind of stu- re-stumbled back onto you was, you know, I used to be a listener of the other podcasts that you did. And then when, I listened to your, um, like what's happened, what was I thinking? And then there was like a one about weight and you were talking about your brother. And it's funny. I'd always wondered if that was your brother because like yeah. you guys had enough features that were similar, but like, I'm like, and, and you know, maybe this is a wrong of me of thinking, but I'm like, Lee's a big dude. Lee talks about losing weight on, on the church. I'm like, but if this is his brother, his brother's like a fitness guru. So maybe it's not his brother. No, yeah. Yeah, trust me.
0: He's the he's the only side with a six pack. He he uh, he he's he's great at what he does. We were not that close for many years. Um, we're obviously very different people. Um, but now with uh, he was the one who gave me a lot of advice at the start of this and and has kept me on track. Um, I'm I'm not following anything special. I'm just doing OMAD and counting calories. But he he was very helpful. But, uh, yeah, no we are, we are brothers, and um it, it, it's funny how how life works out with that but um i'm I'm just so i'm I'm really happy for you, man I'm happy that that you at least you don't have a super negative outlook on on the show. It's not like you don't hate being on the show. um it's amazing that you found your wife on it uh, it because I just did um and i I don't know when it's gonna come out i'm gonna I'm figuring out the release schedule. But I've been doing listener Mm call-ins, and I just spoke with this lady, Kristen, who had the uh, weight loss surgery, lost like over 100 pounds, 150 pounds, and has since gained 50 of it back. And when she reached out to me to be on the show, she said, I'm not even really sure if you're going to want to talk to me. And I said, of course I want to. I mean, everyone, I think, who loses a significant amount of weight goes through periods of gaining it back. Um, I, 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 there's only a couple people that I know who have lost the weight and have been able to keep it off. So as someone who is like starting fresh and, and looking to get, um, a little bit healthier, do you have any advice for someone who might have gained some weight back? Yeah, I think that you, my big and I,
1: and I get stuck in this too, you know, and it's it's hard to not. But like, don't compare your current self to that self that you were then, right? Like, you you're starting as the you that you are now, which is a different person. You might be in a different mental space. You might have different things going on in your life. So like take who you are for who you are right now and think about the changes that you can make right now, right? Don't beat yourself up over where you once were and how you absolutely need to get back to that. Because I think that's the rut I continued to put myself in is like visualizing myself as this person who did this and, oh, well, I, if I just eat like I ate on the ranch, then I'll get back to that. But that's not, that's not conducive for my lifestyle right now. So I had to really put myself in the shoes of who am I today? Where am I right now? What are the small changes and the constant changes that I can make to get back on that path. Because if you have to make all these massive changes and you're not in a controlled environment, like a biggest loser where you don't have to worry about life and real responsibilities, you're going to be so overwhelmed that you might turn back to food, which was likely probably most of our vices to deal with tough times. So it's making the small changes and the ones that can remain consistent and that you can keep up with every day to impact that change. And it might not happen as quickly, especially from weight loss surgery. I know that that happens pretty quickly. So it might not happen as quick as it once did, but as long as you're seeing that progress and, you know, you mentioned earlier, you lost like two pounds last week. And I've tried to get back into the mindset that like one to two pounds a week for a year is 52 to 104 pounds. So like, stay the course with the small wins.
0: Yeah. And it's the thing that I've noticed is, like, that's why I, I used to be a weigh yourself after every time I went to the bathroom kind of person when I was losing weight. And that'll drive you nuts. That'll just drive you insane. So now I really only, I start weighing, I weigh in on Tuesdays officially. I start weighing myself around Saturday to see where I am for the week. Um, so one week I'll lose a pound and the next week I'll lose five. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, I think everything you said was, was great. And I, I, I um, I just couldn't be happier that you reached out and, and and thank you so much for coming on, Jeff. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me, man. I'm excited about what you're doing. Congratulations on your progress and, and I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you very much to Jeff Nichols for coming on to the Wasteline podcast. It was great to talk to him. Thank you so much for reaching out. I I, I wish you a lot of luck losing uh, weight again, being healthy. Uh, it sounds like you and your wife are a great match, and I, I love that you guys have the support system together. And I, I have a much better understanding of The Biggest Loser now. I, I, it's easy to paint things one way that they're just good or just bad, and it was refreshing to hear that that obviously Jeff had some issues with the show, but that he overall. Uh, Enjoyed. it I don't know if enjoyed is the right word but it had a positive experience he met his wife he met friends he, he 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 got healthy and even though he's he's uh he's losing weight again I think he understands that um that he, it, it needs to be a more sustainable healthier way this time so that he he doesn't um have to do it again because that's all of us and every time we gain weight back um We want it to be the last time that we lose weight, and this time he's doing it in a healthier way, and he is, you know, I'm just, I just, I'm hopeful that that he's as happy and and healthy as he deserves to be. So thank you very much to Jeff for coming on. If you want to uh, talk to Jeff, he is on. uh, You can find him at Jeff Nichols. That's J E F F. Nichols N-I-C-H-O-L-S number 1414. Uh, so it's Jeff Nichols 14 on all social media. And go give him a follow. Tell him you heard him on the podcast or saw him on the podcast. And have a conversation with him. He's a great dude, very nice guy, and I am so thankful that he came on this week. Don't forget, we're here every Tuesday. For the waistline podcast and I will update you on my weight loss next week hopefully who knows maybe I'll get to, um maybe I'll get to close to 75 pounds we'll see what happens um but we're on the journey I have uh my my next goal is to get to 100 and 100 pounds down not 100 pounds and uh and then we'll see from there um I, I have a long way to go and even when I'm done this podcast uh, is is very important to me and special to me, and I will be doing it just to, as a way to make sure I keep myself in check and make sure I don't go to Culver's. So thank you very much for watching and listening. I hope you had a great week or have a great week, a great life. I, Whenever you're watching and listening, thank you. I hope you're happy, and I love you. I'll talk to you soon on the next episode of The Wasteland Podcast. Bye guys.